This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. Hello and welcome to The World in 10, your daily roundup of the biggest stories from around the world, told with the analysis and expertise of The Times of London. I'm Stuart Willey. Today, sounding the alarm as internet trolling turns toxic, a look back at public information campaigns warning of nuclear Armageddon and peering into a supermassive black hole, the giant space telescope giving us a glimpse of faraway galaxies. The war in Ukraine has now passed 500 days of fighting, and on Saturday, President Zelensky marked this with a video from Snake Island, a place in the Black Sea famously taken by Russia early in the invasion, but later recaptured. We will definitely win, definitely. Glory to Ukraine, says Mr. Zelensky there. But beyond the counteroffensive and the weapons shipments and the intelligence briefings are the Ukrainian people. And the Sunday Times chief foreign correspondent, Christina Lamb, has gone to meet some of the women who are being trained to withstand interrogation by the Russian FSB, formerly the KGB. They aren't spies, though. They're mothers traveling deep into Russia and hunting for their children who were taken by the Kremlin. And there are thousands of children who have been taken. Just a hundred or so have been rescued and brought back so far. Now, while Russia claims humanitarian motivation, the rescued children talk of indoctrination and drudgery, some locked in psychiatric wards and drugged, others trained to fight for the Russians. You can read much more on this story online at thetimes.co.uk now, including what the Russian camps are like and the determination these mothers have shown. Back in the day, 20 years ago, internet trolling was looked at with curiosity or even humour. A lot of teenage boys using earthy language and sending pizza to strangers' houses. But later, those forums and message boards became more sinister. The Pulitzer Prize-winning investigative journalist James Ball has written about his journey from teenage troll to mostly well-adjusted adult in today's Sunday Times magazine. James says those corners of the internet were a fun place to connect. You're a teenager, you haven't got any money. I lived out in the middle of nowhere, so I couldn't easily socialise in the real world. I I was awkward with it as well. And so you want an outlet, you want a sense of community. And actually, some of the people I met on there, I'm friends with to this day. Um, and they have developed into normal, emotionally healthy, functional adults with jobs and partners and all of that. Even back then, he says, there was a dark side with homophobic slurs commonplace. Now, though, they're cesspits. He describes the toxic groups where conspiracy theories flourish. And while trolling was once about nihilistic jokes, irony and tricking people into watching a Rick Astley song, Never Gonna Give You Up, the sites now associated with QAnon, Pizzagate and the New Zealand mosque shooting. And so you've got this sort of community of really quite bitter and alienated people there. It's a much darker, much more far right, much more hateful place. 
James is sounding the alarm. Many of these conspiracies start as jokes on sites like 4chan, but then have real-world consequences. And it's where it crosses that threshold, that barrier between 4chan onto Facebook and YouTube, that they blow up and become the global threats that they are. That's what I worry about, that they really run rampant. And that's the alarm I've been trying to sound with the article and with the book that it's based on. You can read that article on the Times site now. James Ball's book, The Other Pandemic, How QAnon Contaminated the World, is out in the UK on July 20th. This Wednesday marks the one-year anniversary of the James Webb Telescope, a $10 billion or £8 billion project between NASA, the European Space Agency and the Canadian Space Agency. It took three decades to get aloft, but has now captured the earliest galaxies ever observed and more detailed photos of planets in our own solar system. The Sunday Times science editor Ben Spencer has written about the anniversary in today's paper and sat down with my World in 10 colleague, Amy Gill. So, Ben, has it all been worth it? Yeah, I think it's been incredible. Um, This is something that was a long time in the works. I mean, it started in the mid-90s, and there were many, many delays. But I tell you what, you just look at those first images and you just think, wow. Well, let's talk about some of the images then, because there are some incredibly fascinating ones just in your piece alone. Now, what made you choose those particular images? I was really looking for images which were visually stunning, but also that told a story scientifically. Got images which are the oldest and furthest away things ever imaged, ever. We can actually see them. There is light there that has travelled nearly since the beginning of the universe, nearly right back to the Big Bang. Switching from the past now, let's look to the future and and what is the future of James Webb? I mean, the big thing is the search for life, right? So it's looking for planets that are that could be habitable, um, exoplanets with Earth-like environments and Earth-like atmospheres. So exoplanets are any planet outside our solar system and already James Webb has been looking really closely at some exoplanets which are very, very far away. Um, another is really what what happened right at that very start of the birth of the universe. That was Ben Spencer, the Sunday Times science editor, talking to Amy Gill. As we start to think more about nuclear weapons in Europe, with Russia moving tactical warheads to Belarus for the first time since the 1990s, here's a story you may have missed. It's a piece written by the Times history correspondent Jack Blackburn, and it's about public information campaigns like this one. If you cannot reach home in 10 minutes, take cover in the nearest building. If there is no building nearby, try to find some solid cover. If there is no solid cover, lie flat in a ditch or a hole and cover your head, face and hands as fast as you can with some of your clothes. That's from a 1970s British campaign that would be broadcast if a nuclear strike was expected within 72 hours. It was called Protect and Survive. Alongside the broadcast would be brochures delivered to households with step-by-step guides to maximise their slim chance of survival. And while campaigns like this evoke the Cold War era, the author Julia McDowell, an expert on the nuclear threat, is surprised there hasn't been a modern information campaign. 
It may seem a bit of a foolish endeavour, especially when we listen back to Protect and Survive, but Jack told us Julia's point was more about the world being complacent to the threat of nuclear weapons. And she says, arguably, things are more dangerous now because the rules of the Cold War are gone. So I think we should never think of it as a survivable, and it often gets called unthinkable thing. But we shouldn't think of it like that. We should think about it. We should worry about it every day. You know, she d- she's very much on the point, you know, that you know, ultimately, if there were a massive thermonuclear war, this discussion is entirely for the birds. And the point that she makes beyond this is that nonetheless, it's worth having a level of information and discussion, if only to raise the argument about nuclear weapons and why we have them and what we do with them. But Julia does acknowledge why a nuclear war information campaign would not be appealing to the government now, something Jack notes in his piece. These things do attract ridicule, rightly or wrongly. And she also thought that if you do suddenly introduce a prepare for a nuclear attack video, the Russians may take this as a view that we may be considering triggering a nuclear attack. A sport now you might normally associate with its roots in Polynesia and Hawaii, but is now exploding in popularity across the United States. It's paddleboarding. No longer the domain of weekend pootlers gliding around on ponds, or, if you're like me, trying to stand up on what looks like a big, thick surfboard, but actually tumbling clumsily into the harbour. Times correspondent Will Pavia reports there's a new breed of paddleboarders. They're crossing continents as well as oceans. One intrepid explorer performed sea voyages, sleeping on the open ocean on his board. Will told us why this sport is capturing people's interest. One of the striking things they said was that stand-up paddleboarding allowed you to use these waterways the way hikers use the Appalachian Trail. These were the new trails that were now being laid. Uh, The other thing they said was that actually if you paddle around Manhattan on a paddleboard, and I'm sure the same is true of London, you get an entirely new perspective on the city. Um, a very crowded place, you go out onto the water and there's no one there. And someone said to me it was, it was a bit like being in a national park, which was completely unoccupied, and you were looking at the skyline from an entirely new perspective. There are some fabulous photos in Will's article on the Times website or app, not least one of paddleboarders dwarfed by the Manhattan skyline. And there's much more from us tomorrow. Click follow or subscribe and make sure you don't miss the next World in 10. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.